This is How Curious from KGOU, exploring tall tales, legends, and rumors in Oklahoma. I'm your host, Caitlin Howard. Let's see if I figure out how to get over here, Caitlin. That's Les Howard, or as I refer to him, my dad. One evening in July, we drove across the Oklahoma border to visit Fort Smith, Arkansas. It's a few miles away from Pecola, a small town in eastern Oklahoma where my dad grew up and still lives with my mom. There it is, there's the statue. The statue my dad is pointing out is of Bass Reeves, one of the first black deputy U.S. Marshals west of the Mississippi River. My dad learned about Reeves a few years ago when he saw the tall bronze statue in downtown Fort Smith. Describe the statue for our listeners. Well, it shows uh, Bass Reeves uh, mounted on horseback and he's looking um, toward the bridge, toward Oklahoma. That's where his job was, was in uh, Indian territory. Looks like he's getting ready to do his job. Looks, he looks pretty serious. Yeah, that dog next to him's pretty cute, too. <laughs> oh, he is. He is. Reeves is now considered among the most prolific law enforcement officers in American history. But in recent years, people have started to also associate Reeves with something else. Well, I've heard that the character of the Lone Ranger was based on Bass Reeves' life. The Lone Ranger started in the 1930s as a radio show in Detroit, leading to the hit TV show that ran from the late 40s to mid-50s. In the show's theme song, the Lone Ranger is described as the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early West. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. The Lone Ranger rides again. This legend is even referenced in the Netflix movie Concrete Cowboy, when a character remarks, 50% of all cowboys were black. Look it up, real rap. Even the Lone Ranger were black. <laughs> this is just one example of how Reeves has become more prevalent in pop culture, being featured in upcoming movies like Netflix's The Harder They Fall, which is a Western produced by rapper Jay-Z, and acclaimed TV shows like HBO's Watchmen. So to get to the bottom of whether Reeves was the real Lone Ranger, I traced the legend back to the main person responsible for popularizing it. In this case, that's Art T. Burton. He first heard of Reeves as a child while at his grandparents' home in Arcadia, Oklahoma. But Burton's interest in Reeves was sparked again in the 80s when he started hearing secondhand information about Reeves. And, uh, then he told me that Bass could outride, outshoot, outrope, outfight, out blah, 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 blah. And my first inclination was these people are off their rocker because, you know, if this guy was that good, everybody would have known about him. From that point forward, Burton was determined to learn everything he could about Reeves. So I called up the U.S. Marshal's office in Washington, D.C. And I asked him, I said, have y'all ever heard of Bass Reeves? And they said, yeah, well, we, we're quite aware of him. He was a real good lawman. And I was shocked, you know, Washington, D.C., Burton called historical societies across Oklahoma and was surprised by the response. So I called up the Muscogee Historical Society, and a lady answered the phone, and I told her I was trying to do some research on Bass Reeves, who was a deputy U.S. marshal, and had lived in Muscogee. And she said, I never heard of him. 
And I said, well, he was an African-American lawman that served for quite a while in the area. She was very polite. She said, sir, we did not keep black people's history here. She couldn't see my face, but, you know, I'm like, okay. He came across a paper about Reeves written by a University of Oklahoma student in the 1950s called The Forgotten Lawman, which became an anchor for Burton's 30-plus years of research. So when it came to my research on whether Reeves was the inspiration for The Lone Ranger, I first had to become familiar with the man behind the legend. By most accounts, Reeves was born into slavery in Crawford County in northwest Arkansas in the 1830s. He eventually moved to Texas with his enslaver William Steele Reeves. David Kennedy, curator of collections and exhibits at the U.S. Marshals Museum in Fort Smith, says during the Civil War, Reeves joined his enslaver's son, an officer in a Confederate cavalry unit. Once when the two were playing poker, Kennedy says according to folklore, the game took an interesting turn. The son at one point told Bass that if he won this hand, he would get his freedom. And so they played that hand. Bass wins the hand. The son says... No, you're never going to get your freedom. At which point, Bass gets up, punches the owner's son, and leaves. Reeves did end up gaining his freedom in the early to mid-1860s when, by most accounts, he escaped to the Choctaw Nation. Since Reeves knew the terrain, languages, and customs of Indian Territory, he began working as a guide for U.S. Deputy Marshals. The U.S. District Court for the Western District of Arkansas, which contained the office of the U.S. Marshal Service in Fort Smith, was given jurisdiction over crimes committed in Indian Territory. And at first, they were just looking for people who could you ride a horse, could you shoot a gun, could you enforce the law, but you got lucky and you got some people like Bass Reeves. The federal courthouse is a short trek behind the statue of Reeves my dad and I visited in downtown Fort Smith. It's just a uh, red brick building and then the other half has windows with bars and I assume that's where the jails are. The courthouse was fulfilling a need in the area. I would say two-thirds of the present state of Oklahoma was just wide open for lawlessness. That's Dyron Alquist, an Oklahoma City-based historian for law enforcement in Indian Territory. He says common crimes were murder, larceny, assault and battery, bootlegging alcohol, and horse theft. One reason being that white troublemakers from surrounding states would flee to Indian Territory. When Indian Territory was open to non-Indigenous settlement, thousands of recently freed Black people moved there, including Reeves. He became financially successful as he notched thousands of arrests, including his own son, who he arrested for murder. And since Reeves was illiterate, he would memorize all of his warrants. From slave to successful respected lawman, I'm familiar with Reeves' fascinating life story, but the question remains— Was he the inspiration behind The Lone Ranger? Art T. Burton, the foremost expert on Reeves, acknowledges he has no definitive proof that The Lone Ranger was based on Reeves, but he draws numerous parallels between the two men in his book, Black Gun, Silver Star. But not everyone agrees. My name is Martin Grams, and I am a researcher historian for vintage radio broadcasts of the 1930s and 40s. Grams has called many of the comparisons Burton has made between Reeves and the Lone Ranger a stretch, such as both men wearing disguises and riding similar colored horses. 
Another commonality Burton points out is that Reeves traveled through Indian territory with an indigenous posse men, similar to the character Tonto, who helped guide the Lone Ranger. Graham says it was common for anyone traveling through Indian territory to depend on an indigenous guide. But Graham has two pieces of evidence that seem to put this legend to rest. One is that Grams could find no mention of Reeves in newspaper archives from the time in Detroit, where the show originated, meaning it is highly unlikely the creators of the show knew who Reeves was. Grams also read through correspondence and telegrams between the radio show's creators and found a day-by-day creation and formation of how the Lone Ranger was created. And going through there, I, nothing was ever referenced about Bass Reeves. But when Grams found a letter between two of the radio program's creators that said to... Try to make them like the screen version of Tom Mix, because that's what's popular in the theaters. And that's a smoking gun to say if anybody was the inspiration for The Lone Ranger, it was the screen persona of Tom Mix. Mix appeared in hundreds of films, like the 1932 movie My Pal the King, which also starred a young Mickey Rooney. Come up here, young man. I'll attend to you. What are they doing? Trying to abuse you? Oh, I'm all right now. I might have been hurt if you hadn't come along. I called my dad to tell him the news. With all that being said, what are your thoughts on the information I gave you? Probably what the Lone Ranger stories probably would pale in comparison to some things that Bass Reeves did, you know, so... Like shooting his cook. Reeves was a renowned lawman, but not a flawless character. In 1884, Reeves set up camp while on patrol in Indian Territory. Reeves supposedly got into an argument with his cook. Shortly thereafter, Reeves' rifle allegedly went off by accident, killing his cook. He was eventually acquitted for the killing but the cost of his defense and lack of income left him bankrupt. Okay, Jason, we are ready to roll. The last place my journey took me was to Muskogee, where I attended the Bass Reeves Western History Conference. Reeves enthusiasts from across the nation gather each year to celebrate and learn more about his life. The conference included a guided bus tour of Muskogee, where actors in period wear playing characters from Reeves' life boarded the bus at various stops. Well, hello, Marsha Reeves, how are you? Old, decrepit, and cranky! <laughs> Muskogee is where Reeves spent the last years of his life, transferring there when jurisdiction changed. When Oklahoma became a state in 1907, David Kennedy from the U.S. Marshals Museum says Reeves lost his position as a U.S. Deputy Marshal. I think it was telling that you don't hear of any of the famous black deputies of early Oklahoma statehood, whereas there were at least a couple of dozen uh, deputies who worked out of Western District of Arkansas during the 1800s. Reeves died in 1910. It is unknown where he is buried, but Burton knows one thing is for certain. Bass is bigger than the Long Ranger. I mean, Long Ranger was a fictional character. Bass Reeves is the real thing, and he did it for a long period of time. This was a very dangerous area during the Wild West era. Bass walked into the Valley of Death every day for 32 years and came out. People are is finding him, and I think they want to celebrate who he is. 
That's it for this episode of How Curious. The show is a production of KGOU Public Radio. It's produced by me, Caitlin Howard, and this episode was edited by Logan Layden. David Gray composed our theme music. And if you have an Oklahoma-related question, email curious at kgou.org.